0: He was only 14 years old when the crime was committed. They also claim he confessed to the murder after being tortured. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
1: You know the big bang. The impossible takes two days and miracles take three. Well
2: you've got so many different departments and divisions. Shaping investors' expectations. Money for nothing.
0: Good morning and welcome to Tuesday's Money for Nothing with me, Renita Malhotrahura. U.S. stocks drop to an April low as treasuries rise and the dollar slips. Apple seeks to keep the lead in music with its new streaming service, and China's exports decline for a third month in a drag on growth.
2: Today we're announcing Apple Music, the next chapter in music.
0: Yeah, that's Apple CEO Tim Cook uh, speaking about the company's new music streaming service from yesterday's Worldwide Developer Conference in San Francisco. More about that later in the show, but first, U.S. stocks ended lower on worries over Greece, but uh, China stocks were up 2% at a new seven-year high. How bubbleish are stocks getting on the mainland? We'll ask Francis Lund, CEO of GEO Securities. Then, Casbah's John Medeiros joins us, along with our media contributor, James Ross of Lightning International, to give us the skinny on the not-so-skinny TV market in China. And Connie Balland is back in the chair as guest
1: host. Good morning, Connie. Good morning, Renita. So, Connie, what is next for Greece? Well, it has to go back to negotiating table. What else can they do? They have no money. Uh, They're just playing a sort of a game here. But actually, the difference between what Greece wants to do and what um, the creditors want them to do, um, it's not that big. You know, they're talking about very minor differences between the primary surplus and the, the growth target for next year. And it's very small difference. It's just that they are trying to squeeze the most out of it so there is room for negotiation i think so and you know when they have no choice what choice can they have and also the greek voters seems to express in, uh, in some survey the desire to stay in the eurozone if they don't go then they have to go back well, U.S.
0: stocks uh, definitely ended lower on worries over Greece. And as investors mulled the prospect of the Federal Reserve raising U.S. interest rates earlier than expected, that pushed the Dow into negative territory uh, for this year. It fell 82 points to 17,766. The S&P 500 also lost about half a percent to close at 2,079, while the Nasdaq dropped nearly 1 percent to 5,021. And China's exp- fell for a third month in May while imports slumped, the most in three months. Customs data released yesterday showed that exports contracted 2.8% from a year earlier and imports shrank 18%, leaving a trade surplus of 366.8 billion yuan. Demand from the U.S. helped prevent a a deeper decline in shipments abroad. Connie, economically, things just don't seem to be getting any better for China, yet the stock market is at an all-time high. Are
1: we heading towards a major catastrophe? Well, I think what the stock uh, investors or punters are looking for are more monetary easing and stimulus from the government because the data are not looking good. Exports are, you know, being dragged down by rather strong uh, renminbi, not versus U.S. dollar, but versus uh, euros and 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 the yen. And so, you know, you see that the exports to U.S from China are doing pretty well, good, good, you know, but uh, not so for the uh, exposed to Europe and Japan. So if things are starting to look up in the U.S., you see some improvement in exports. But in the meantime, it is the monetary stimulus that the um, investors are looking for as an excuse to buy stocks. Of course, at some point, this uh, economic growth will kick back. But uh, in the meantime, people just look for for momentum.
0: Yeah, the Shanghai Composite was up 2.2 percent, reaching another seven-year high. Here's Bloomberg's Julie Hyman.
3: It seems as though we're seeing the same phenomenon that we see here in the U.S., where bad economic news can be read as positive
0: because the interpretation is that it means there's going to be more stimulus. So you see the move intraday, and then if you look over the longer term, you can see that indeed we have had this seven
2: year high after a long sort of period of muddling along, the seven year high continuing in the Shanghai composite. And we're also seeing the read-through here to the U.S.
0: and to the ETFs that track Chinese stock. So looking at the FXI ETF, which tracks uh, sort of the Hong Kong listed stocks, and then this other ETF that trades the A shares on the mainland. And over the course of the last 12 months, the Shanghai Composite uh, is up 141%. So how much of a bubble is this? Here's Holland & Company Chairman Michael Holland.
2: There was a five-year bear market in China and the Shanghai Index was the chief uh, victim uh, during that period so the the, the, the five year carnage the, the economy continued to grow month after month year after year and the market went from 60 times earnings to 9 times earnings We've retraced a chunk of that during the past 12, 18 months. And portions of the Shanghai, particularly, the a market, are bubblicious. But there's no question that still large swaths of the Chinese market mm-hmm. are still reasonably priced given history and the prospects.
0: Bubblelicious China's stock market is on track to reach ten trillion. But there continues to be a lot of debate about the value of Chinese stocks and whether they are worth it at these levels. Right now we're getting to almost twenty-six times price to earnings. Let's bring in um our first guest this morning, Francis Lund, who is the CEO of GEO Securities. Good morning, Francis. So uh, he uses the term "bubbleicious." Yeah,
4: that's a good word. I've heard it the first time.
1: Yes, (laughs) all of us have only heard it the first
4: time.
0: (laughs) But, uh, you know, getting to almost 26 times price to earnings, I mean, that's pretty scary. No, I think that's
4: misleading. Actually, if you take away the banks and the oils... And actually, the Shanghai uh, stocks are trading at more than 40 times earnings. And then you have the Shenzhen uh, stocks. They are trading at 60 times earnings. Oh, my goodness. Then you look at the uh, Jamboard. They are trading 130 times earnings. So all over the place, this is what you call price to dream. How how much can you dream? How how much dare you to dream? I think uh, if you think along that line, if you if you think like a reasonable man, a rational man, of course these prices are ridiculous. They are bound to come down.
0: Of course. Now, Francis, BlackRock has said uh-huh. that they favor eight shares because the local stocks are this frothy. Yeah.
4: Do you agree? Definitely. Uh, 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 eight shares are, more, uh, are less than half the price of eight shares, uh, even for the same stock. Uh, you look at uh, a stock like Shanghai Electric, it's trading at something, something like 30% of the price of eight shares. And you look at the uh, 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 China Rail, uh, which just resumed uh, trading yesterday. The x share, I think, is also about thirty percent of A share. So, 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 if you are afraid of highs, you buy the x share. But, but then, x uh, shares face much more selling pressure because uh, the foreign, uh, the foreign institutions, the. Uh, fund managers can participate in it and uh, for Asia I think foreign participation is still minuscule
0: it's minuscule, but that's changing, right? Uh, MSCI and Vanguard. Well, Vanguard definitely will be yeah. including Asia's in, in mm. their index in, in the yeah, emerging
4: yeah. markets. Yeah, in due, in due course, it may be five years times, uh, then it, it will change. Yeah, well,
1: but Francis, you know, uh, at this level, even if foreign investors come in,
4: the mm-hmm. PE is so
1: high. Uh, <laughs> will they? Will they still be putting money in?
4: I think so, because uh, what you have is this herd mentality. Okay. <laughs> Uh, A is making like, uh, 100% a year. You're only making 30% a, a gain a year. So, so yeah, you'll be left behind. Your clients, uh, 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 go to the other side. You're losing business. What can you do? You can only join the party.
0: Now, Francis, let's talk about this, uh, uh, you know, the inclusion of uh, the A shares in Vanguard and potentially MSCI for a minute. The impact of this, I mean, with with Vanguard, what they're saying is that uh, their emerging market ETFs are going to be, weighted at least 5% uh, yeah. with China a by the end of this year and going up to something like 20% over the course of, you know, who yeah. knows how
1: long.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: How, you know, does this spell trouble given all of this frothiness that we have? Well, that we're talking uh, about?
4: The, uh, actually, uh, it happened two weeks ago when FTSE said that it's going to include Asia in the in a in transitional index, but the uh, Hong Kong market went down. Mm-hmm. After that. So, so I think if you look at X shares, I think there is much more uh, restraint and reason in it. But you look at Asia, Asia at that time may be 4,500 now, uh, uh, 4,900 now is 5,100. So you, you see a t- 10 more than 10% gain in the two weeks.
0: Now, all of this investing that's happening and that's you know, <clears throat> driving the rally, it's local investing, as you say. Yeah, that's right. Right? Once foreign investors come in,
4: <laughs> will the picture change? Uh, definitely. Well, uh, assuming... They, they accumulate, they, they, they make a sizable portion of the, the, uh, the, the market, like 30%. I think the uh, foreign investors will, will be much more inclined to sell short the market. That is really the reason why Hong Kong market is not advancing. It's really because it's short selling by foreign institutions. Uh, uh, right now in China, you don't have too many people short selling the, the market.
0: And on the economic side, you know, mm-hmm. China's exports declining third time in three months. Yeah, terrible. I mean,
4: not a good situation, right? Definitely so h- not. How much pressure does this add to Beijing to avoid a sharp slump? Well, that is why they are letting the uh, stock market uh, run wild because uh, the stock market is the only bright spot in the entire economy. And uh, because of the uh, stock market, the the SOEs can go to the market and raise funds, and then they can pay off their debt, and it's like $1 trillion uh yuan off their the off their liability side so it's really good business for the central government to do this
0: it is indeed now michael holland says don't look at the index uh, you know the shanghai composite uh-huh. as a whole uh, instead what we should be doing is distinguishing among the industries listed on it yeah how do we do that
4: <laughs> well, uh, uh, people are, uh, actually w- what they're doing—they they are do- they're doing, they're, they're looking for certain sectors like the uh, uh, the internet plus, okay, like the uh, the, the um, military uh, 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 industries, okay, mm-hmm. and and now of course is the uh, the mainland banks and and also the stockbrokers and, and insurance companies. But but if you look at the properties, well, uh, they are changing to what they call a what uh, manage, internet-based management company. But of course, that's all rubbish. But 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 they can sell shares anyway.
1: Connie, yeah. Well, um, so we talked a lot about A shares. Mm-hmm. What about the uh, Hong Kong listed shares, X shares or the, uh, the, the Hong Kong market? It's been se- uh, you said that there are short selling here, so yeah, it's not moving yeah, much. Definitely. But will there be eventually some spillover to the Hong Kong market um, once foreigners start to overweight you know, A shares and perhaps look at Hong Kong as well?
4: Yeah, I think, I think the short selling will continue into June. I think uh, even in the month of June it will be difficult to uh, rise above 28,000 once you digested all these uh, uh, source sellers and uh, assuming the MSCI will include the A-shares in their uh, index like uh, FTSE, uh did uh, two weeks ago. I think, they, I think they have to because of competitive pressure. Mm-hmm. This is also the same her mentality. If you don't do this, you lose business. What can you do? You have to join the party. So I think uh, in July, we will see a rebound.
0: Now, uh, Francis, when we look at emerging markets as yeah. a whole and China is such a large part of that, yeah. uh, you know, everybody's got some different opinions. I mean, would you say this is a buy and hold strategy, buy and keep Well, I,
4: I will never buy and hold Asia I will always be a short term trader oh, because, okay. the, because the valuations scare me.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay. I don't
4: want to fall down from the sky. I will break, break it into pieces.
0: <laughs> so what, in your opinion, should we be doing now, this
4: week? <laughs> well, well right now, of course, it's simple and easy. by the mainland banks because they have uh, uh, what you call the uh, reform going on. Then, then they, will, they will trade up the shares there by the daily limit every day.
0: All right, Francis. Connie, anything else for Francis?
1: No, I think uh, Francis has been very comprehensive on what we are going to expect. As
0: always, we expect nonetheless. Francis, thank you so much for joining us this morning. That's Francis Lun. He is the CEO of GEO Securities. And Apple held its Worldwide Developers Conference in San Francisco yesterday. Aside from talking about a new iOS platform, an open source programming language called Swift, and features like Apple Pay, the company has also announced its new music streaming platform.
2: It is a revolutionary music service with recommendations just for you a worldwide live radio station with the world's best DJs, an exciting way for fans to connect with artists, and of course, this is joined by the iTunes Music Store, the best place to buy music. You can search your music library, but now you can search and stream the millions and millions of songs that we have on iTunes. Apple Music will be just $9.99 a month, the cost of an album.
0: That's a mashup of different Apple executives speaking about the service at yesterday's conference. So what does this mean though for Apple's product momentum? Here's Brian White, an analyst at Cantor Fitzgerald talking to Bloomberg.
2: Well, frankly, I don't think it's a big deal. And honestly, I thought that came across in the presentation, which was kind of all over the place and unfocused and kind of felt like we're doing music because we're a music company because Steve Jobs loved music. Like the lack of focus was really kind of concerning and is a big opportunity for the more music focused startups to do what they do best.
0: All over the place and unfocused. Here's 8Tracks CEO David Parker.
3: Well, I think that with this new focus, it's an on-demand subscription service, and the market for on-demand subscriptions is relatively small. They say that about 50% of American consumers spend no money on music each year. Another 40% spend maybe $15 a year. So they're really focused on that 10% with the subscription offering. The much bigger market is radio.
0: Good to hear that, huh, Connie? The much bigger market is radio. What are your thoughts? Connie? Connie?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, we we hear um, media is a very good uh, thing to 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 kind of uh, promote things. So you know, I think definitely we need uh, more. <laughs> All right,
0: okay. Let's take a quick look at the numbers now. Uh, the Nikkei is down seven-tenth of a percent to twenty thousand three hundred and three, uh, and Australia's ASX two hundred and Seoul's Kospi both uh, down just slightly, point oh one percent. The ASX is at five thousand five hundred six, and the Kospi is at two thousand and sixty four. In currencies, one euro is currently valued at one point one two U.S. dollars. One U.S dollar is trading at 124.64 Japanese yen and one pound sterling will buy you 11 Hong Kong dollars and 89 cents. Hong Kong has many scenic hiking trails. It is important to plan ahead before hiking. Take along the essentials such as a map, water, a compass, a mobile phone and a torch. Remember not to hike alone. It is always safer to go in a group. Don't wander in rivers or walk on prohibited paths. You need to pay attention to and follow the warning signs along the trails and match your hike to your ability. Enjoy the scenery. Hike safely. The time is now 8.21 a.m. and you're listening to Money for Nothing with me, Renita Malhotra Hora. The trends reshaping TV and online video in the West are exploding in Asia. China is fast becoming the second biggest TV market in the world. And it's not only popular programs, channels and formats that are coming into Asia, uh, but it's also a case of product moving out as well. Some big deals have been signed of late with uh, Fremantle Media and the Shanghai Media Group, HBO and Tencent, Netflix and alibaba back Wasu Media to name a few and two big events open this morning in shanghai formats asia and china and the world so joining us on the program now are two of the organizers our media contributor james ross ceo of lightning international and john Medeiros, the chief policy officer at casbah let's uh, speak to james first good morning james
3: Good morning, Renita. Hi. Hi
0: from Shanghai. Hi from uh, the regular place right here in Hong Kong. (laughs) (laughs) So, James, can you tell us a little bit more about the events taking place in Shanghai and really what the factors are driving growth?
3: Well, I think the you know, factors uh, driving growth are probably the most interesting thing. And one of the things that we've seen over the last five or six years is the explosion of online video um, in China, uh, by, by uh, which I mean the, the likes of uh, Yuku Tudou. Uh, Sohu.com and many sites like this, which um, uh, reflect the kind of YouTube uh, sites in the West. Um, and this was initially driven by pirated content, where you know viewers were were uploading their own content and, and sharing it. But they've now um, expanded into huge commercial operations um, with a lot more commercial content on them. And really, this is uh, th- this is almost giving uh, TV uh, a run for its money. Um, and and. That growth itself, in a way, has been driven by the division between China and the West, where um, media in the West are not really available in mainland China. And so the industry has grown up on, on its own. Uh, and, and those are the two key things that are, are driving it. This week is uh, is the Shanghai Television Festival, and uh, there are two events that uh, we're involved with going on. One is Formats Asia, which is looking at the world of programming and production and content creation, uh, both in China and from around the world. And then uh, China and the world, which is really another event which is looking at the import and export of um, Chinese content and international content in and out of uh, of, of the Chinese market. All
0: right, definitely an interesting point about the online video. And I want to uh, ask John more about that in just a second. But uh, before we go to that, James, can you tell us, you know, we know about um, various formats that have been popular here, things like Got Talent and Idol and uh, Asia's Top Model and so forth but what are some of the different formats that are being exported can you give us a rundown
3: well, I mean, the international formats, yes, indeed, are, are the, the hugely well-known ones. And, uh, you know, just to put it in context uh, for, for Got Talent, if there is, of course, a Chinese Got uh, China's Got Talent, and uh, most recently there's been an Asia's Got Talent, which is the 63rd version of uh, the Got Talent series around the world. So, you know, this, this idea of these formats or ideas of programs or brands of programs which are created in local countries has exploded in the last few years. And, uh, you know, this this is This is a growing thing in China, but I think what's what 's most interesting now is is the starting to be a, a growth of the creation of original ideas from China, um, mm. which potentially will be sold to the rest of the world and that has been for a long time a big um, a big trouble for China because they really found that they haven't got the talent to create the ideas, and so have relied mostly on ideas from the West. But now there's a rise of a sort of new uh, swathe of talent coming through to create these ideas. And we're starting to see that you know, the ideas come through. Uh, actually, uh, China, China ideas yet have not really made it big outside China. But we are seeing a lot more uh, ideas from Asia uh, crossing across. And some of the big ones from Asia that have crossed into the West, of course, are things like Dragon's Den, Mm. um, which came uh, from Japan. Uh, hole in the Wall. There's quite a few Korean ideas now which are c- uh, crossing over. Um, and uh, one of the Korean shows, which has just been big in uh, in China, is a show called uh, Running Man, a variety competitive show. So lots lots coming up. Uh, it's not there yet, but uh, I think that's what it's all about, is, is how can China really start to export its new ideas, its new program ideas to the West.
0: John, if I could ask you, you know, James mentioned um, that a lot of the online video sort of start off with uh, pirated videos, and that's, that's sort of been changing. With China cracking down on Internet piracy, um, how likely is it that, you know, online video uh, will continue to sort of hold its sway? And what I mean, I suppose, is will people actually begin to pay for content or have they already?
2: They have already, actually. And it's one of the, the sort of revolutionary developments in China's media industry over the last uh, few years is that the online video companies like UkoTodu, IG, uh Wasu, they have succeeded in monetizing video to a uh, an extent that I think has surprised the the media industry. They've become media companies in their own rights and they're now making substantial expenditures on uh investment in producing their own content in order to have an exclusive product that will attract people to frequent their websites or their their networks. Um, So it's really it's really been an an amazing change. The Internet TV and online video market in China by uh, 2018 is expected to be almost five billion dollars in revenues. So that still pales beside the size of the traditional TV broadcasting market, but it's growing at a much more rapid pace.
0: Why would you say that people are ready to pay for this online content today when they weren't just a few years ago?
2: Well, I think, uh, I think you're seeing uh, just a change in the mindset of consumers. Of course, the, the origin of broadcasting in China was that you had a state broadcaster, and it was like many other countries where broadcasting was free. Uh, And I think there's an appreciation among younger Chinese now that if you want quality, if you want premium programming, it is worth paying for. And you do have to pay a small something. Admittedly most of the people in China are, most of the revenues in China are coming from advertising. And so people are paying, so to speak, with their eyeballs and not with their wallets yet. But that that wallet part is is there and is beginning to climb also.
0: And can you give us an idea as to perhaps some of these brilliant ideas that we might see exploding out of China?
2: Well, whether they will explode successfully out of China is a very interesting question, because um, we mentioned piracy earlier. And I think it's a sad fact that Chinese content, when exported overseas, faces the biggest hurdles for piracy because um, Chinese communities overseas, which might be the first market for CCTV or Shanghai Media Group or TVB, for that matter. Those communities are uh, unfortunately targeted by pirate syndicates who steal the content in China and uh, deliver it uh, for free to consumers in in relatively wealthy developed countries. So China's legitimate media products uh, face a number of hurdles. Um not only audience preferences, but for those audiences that you think might be the starters and might be uh, have a preference for Chinese content, there's, there's a serious piracy problem.
0: All right, John, thank you so much uh, for joining us this morning. John and James, that's John Medeiros, who is the Chief Policy Officer at Casbah, and James Ross, the CEO of Lightning International, joining us on the phone from Shanghai. Let's take a quick look at the numbers now before we wrap up the show. The Nikkei is down 7 of a percent to to twenty thousand three hundred. Australia's ASX 200 index is up 0.07% to 5,510 and Sol's Kospi also up three of a percent to 2,072. Gold is currently valued at $1,172 per ounce and burnt crude oil at $62.84. Well, Connie, here we are once again at the end of a Tuesday. What should we be keeping our eyes on this week
1: besides MSCI? Sure. Um, well, you know, China has released export numbers, but there are a number of other data that come out, uh, including things like inflation, retail sales, industrial production, a whole load of things to gauge the economy and also whether, you know, the Chinese authorities have room to cut further uh, interest rates. And, of course, the El Nino is something that we have to watch for food inflation.
0: All right, Connie, thank you for joining us this morning. That's Connie Ballen, head of Hong Kong Economic Research Association, and I'm Renita Malhotrahora, wrapping up for this morning's Money for Nothing. The weather forecast today will be mainly fine and hot, apart from isolated showers. The temperature right now is 29 degrees Celsius, and the relative humidity is 79%. Time for the half-hour news with Samantha Butler. One more person has died in South Korea from the respiratory virus known as MERS. It brings the number of dead to
1: seven. Ninety-five people have been infected. Here's the BBC's Steve Evans in Seoul.
3: Although the total number of cases is still rising, there has been a slowdown
0: in how fast new ones are occurring. Eight new cases in the last 24 hours compared with 23 new ones the previous day. It's too early to say that the outbreak has been contained, but a slowdown is obviously a movement in the right direction.